welcome back to another episode of 2988. It's your girl Juicy Diva here, and I'm here with my girls, Miss Tasha Ray. Hey, everybody. And Nikki B. Swanky. Hey. And we're back. Like, I know you guys are thinking 2988, like, fell off of the face of the earth. And honestly, we did for a little bit. Like, I'm going to be real. Um, you know, sometimes people just need to live. And I feel like that's what we've been doing over this last month. Um, and then on top of that, just to be very transparent, I feel like our last episode and our last guest that we had just kind of maybe wasn't the best fit for our brand. And, um, you know, it, it's fine. Everybody's not going to be for everything. Um, over here at 2988, we try to be very authentic and we're all about authenticity and just being your best self whether that is putting somebody on front street or not um we don't do too much editing so um there was a guest it kind of just threw us off a little bit but we're back and we took our break we lived our best lives for the last month for real for real and so we're here so um, it's a wonderful Sunday afternoon, and first I just want to start with our drink because we have to make a toast because my girl Miss Tasha Ray is engaged now. Engaged? We didn't. We Beyonce. haven't even. Right. We haven't even really talked about that aspect of life, but yeah, right. Tasha is engaged now. Yeah. Um, when did it happen, Tasha? Um, so it happened on August thirtieth. 2017 <laughs> uh, so my birthday was august 28th so me and my boyfriend at the time we went to spain and uh we had a little photo shoot on the 30th which turned into a proposal so it's you know it was very amazing um love you babe that was like really oh, it was all that i'm just i'm still i'm still in awe and now we're into wedding planning so that's how's that going fun. Um, well, maid of honor. Uh, <laughs> yes, Juicy Diva is the maid of honor. Hello. So it's been, I'm not a planner, so I don't really do these type of things. Uh, so I've been getting a lot of good help from my friends, but it's been fun all along. Like, I think I'm, I'm going on a good path. I'm not behind. I'm on schedule. I'm doing what I got to do. So I'll keep y'all updated on how things come along, but it's going to be Okay, I'm excited. I'm yes. very excited. Yes. This is like the first wedding that I am like a part of oh, as yeah. a, a adult. So I'm very, very excited about it. And it's like it's my best friend getting married. Like, ah, we, gonna, we about to turn up. Yes. yes. It's be a celebration. Yes. The entire like experience is going to be a celebration. And, and shout out to Nikki because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have met my fiance. So it's I want It's a free one. It's a freebie. It's a freebie. I right. If you try and meet somebody, just go to one of her events. One yeah. of her happy hours. Clearly, you know, that's the thing that's happening. Right. <laughs> Okay, so, drink. yes. Dr oh, our drink, <laughs> yes. Okay, also, we're coming from brunch, bottomless mimosa, so just give us a second, you know? Yeah. Okay, so our drink is called Cream. Um, shout out to Wu-Tang, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Cream, Cream. get the money. Dollar, 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 dollar bill, bill y'all. Hey, 
So that's our drink of the week, and that is Crown Royal Vanilla mixed with the ginger ale. So cheers to life cheers. and love. Yes. yes. Okay. So let's just let's get into it. Because like I feel like so much has happened over the last month in all of our lives, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. That it's just you know a couple weeks ago, I, I was like, let's record because we're all going through different mm-hmm. parts of life where it's just like, this is some real ass adulting shit. Like, adulting yes. isn't pretty. No. And shit happens that you aren't really expecting or prepared for. So, like, if you all just want to give a quick synopsis of the last month or two months of your life because I mean Nikki you haven't been on 2988 since we were in Toronto right, right. and that was a very great trip um so let's just go around and give some updates I guess I'll start um so since I was last on here actually I think the last one was when we talked about online dating that was like oh August. yeah you were yeah, on online dating last, but since then um my life has really took um it was just a complete 180. So recently, um, my father was diagnosed with um, MDS. I can't even pronounce it, but it's a form of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I don't really speak on it a lot because mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is happening. To right? Me. You never, right. Th- you, you never, never thought, thought right. you know, because you know those who know my father, he's like the most healthiest, upbeat person. And, and that's your twin. Yeah. That's your twin. And he, you know, he was just healthy. Like, he just went in for his annual, you know, um, check-in, which please, everybody, please make sure you do your annual right. visits because it's very important. And they just noticed something, and they noticed it quick, and they were like, we need to get you in. So he had to go through, you know, rounds of chemo and get a bone marrow transplant, which essentially means that it's like a rebirth because he had... They depleted his immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, and um, we're so blessed that my aunt was a perfect match for her. Okay. For the donor. Okay. So, you know, that was just a blessing. And I hear that donor process, too, it's, for the yes, bone marrow is a little bit it's, intense. It's scary. Um, so, you know, she was tested and she was a positive match. And so they immediately just went in. And just the whole transformation, I mean, it's just crazy because... He did that. He was in for like a month in Baltimore and, um, you know, he's home now, thank God. But just the transition of being a full-time caregiver, like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, this person who is your rock, yes. you know, it's now like you care, you have to care for them mm-hmm. and their, like, livelihood is in your hands. And it's also, and I would say, just being in a place where I have to take care of a parent, it's, you always know, like, at some point in life, I'm going to have to take care of my parents. Like, right. that's just the way the world works, and that's just the way life works. But you don't expect that in your 20s exactly. that you're going to have to do, have to do it. Exactly. So I definitely feel for you and yeah. everything that you were going through um, with that. But, I mean, outside of that, how's everything else in I mean, life? outside of that, you know, things are good. Um, you know, so during that time, you know, it's always like when it rains and pours. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, a lot of things in terms of relationships and work and everything. Cars. Just, cars. <laughs> <laughs> Car trouble. 
<laughs> it was just everything was just coming down but i will say everything is really good i just actually put in my two weeks notice yeah work so january 2nd i will have a new position at a new job so i'm so excited about that you know, 2018 is a great start yes. to in the new year. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to, you know, I'll be turning 30 next year. So I'm just really looking forward to 2018 overall. And so, the next the next yes, 10 years. the next 10 years. Right. And I'm just so excited. So, yes, yes. So. Okay, Tasha, quick update on life. So I would like to say um, 2017 has been an amazing year for me. I'm just getting engaged, having my little puppy Leo, um, just everything that I'm doing career-wise. Um, and I, I would say that uh, recently I, I just got a new position as well as Nikki. Yeah, um, so I just started my new job. It's, it's really good. I'm totally pleased about it. Um, but, I mean, not much was going on with me. I'm just trying to lay low and uh, stack up for this wedding. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then, oh, my little brother will be going to Howard University. H-U? Yes. yes. He got a full scholarship. Um, so he will be on the basketball team. So make sure y'all see him in 2018. He's class of 2022. I'm oh, sorry. There's a, it's we're an airplane. City. There's an airplane passing. It's an airplane like... flying right now. It is what it is. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Shout out to Ray. Yeah. Um, H-U, yeah. H-U. I'm so excited that he decided to come here. He's going to be very close under our watchful eye. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't worry, Ray Ray. We got you. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. And so my update, really, um, so I started a part-time job. Uh, it's really cool. Really up my alley. Um, I'm a personal assistant. And, like, that's just what I do, I organize, I'm an organizer, I organize events, I organize people's lives, and getting paid for it right now is like the lit, like I love mm-hmm. it. Right. So, um, that's what I'm doing relationship-wise, I'm still single, dating, um, kind of, I'm dating, I'm dating, things are good, we good. Um, and moving on, uh, <laughs> our game, <laughs> our game, um, we're going to this week play fuck, Mary kill. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going to name three people and then you have to say, would you fuck, marry or kill them? Okay. All right. Here we go. Chris Brown, Bow Wow, or Marion. I would... Fuck Chris Brown because I mean it's Chris yes. Brown. I mean, we done seen them dick pics. Right. Okay. So I would fuck Chris Brown. Um, I would. Who is Omarion and Bow Wow? Mm-hmm. I would marry Omarion mm-hmm. and I would kill Bow Wow's ass. Yeah, Same. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. mine too. That's mine too. Same. Um, fuck Mary Kill, Russell Wilson, Odell Beckham Jr., or Colin Kaepernick. Oh, that's First of all, I'm killing Odell Beckham Jr. Sorry, but I don't think he's into women. So, like, <laughs> I don't. Interesting. I don't get those vibes from him. So, I think that right. it's, it's a lost cause. I don't want to fuck a gay man, and I don't want to marry a gay man. So, he got to die off top. Yeah, he's, he he's gone. Yeah. Um, I'm probably, honestly. It's a tough one. I'm a, I, as far as, like, sex appeal, because that's what. 
fuck comes right. down to. I think that Colin Kaepernick um, has yeah. a more sex appeal to That's me. Oh no, even no, no. I don't. I don't like light skinned dudes like that. But I would definitely fuck him. And then Russell Wilson, I'm going to marry because like he is he the is. sweetest, most. It's like actually disgusting. It's kind of corny. It's, so, it's so corny, corny but it's, it's so cute. cute. But that corny so, love do be like yeah, legit. yeah. Well, yeah. I oppose. Okay, I oppose. Um, I would have sex with um Russell um because I just feel like it would be real passionate. He'll make love to me. He'll <laughs> be like all like that type of thing. Okay. And I would marry Colin because I'm down he for the He's down for the cause, however, his coins, his coins is not gonna be down for the cause forever, and he can't get a job. So <laughs> that's mm. true. It's just something about his wokeness that makes him sexy for me to marry. So. Yeah, that's why he's fuckable. Yeah, right. but I, I want to marry him. I want to okay. marry Colin. I'm, okay. I'm on Safia's page. I definitely would marry Russell Wilson. Um, but in terms of, you know, like you said, the passionate love making, like, I need that in my marriage mm-hmm. more so than, like, right. somebody who wants no to fuck have buddy. Sex with. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so I'm on Safia's side on this one. Okay. <laughs> okay, next we have LeBron, D Wade, or Steph Curry. I'm killing D Wade yes. because he had a break baby and I don't fuck with that. A break baby? <laughs> He's a. Like, no, seriously, girl. could y'all deal with that? Like, your man, y'all being on a break and he, like, is doing so technically I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. He can, technically, which includes do whatever he wants to do. That includes have unprotected sex with whomever he wants to do it with. Mm. We're gonna kill. Well, him. I'm killing. Okay. <laughs> so he's dead. He's he's done. Next. So we have LeBron left and Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I would. Steph Curry reminds me of a little boy, so I'll probably marry him because he what? don't. Steph Curry just like he just gives me like young vibes. What? <laughs> Wait, you you reference him as a little so, boy though? You're a pedophile. Right. Is that what you're so saying? You like no, no, I'm saying no. He gives me little boy vibes. Like I don't want to fuck him because he gives oh. me little boy vibes. I would rather oh. marry him. Marry? Okay. No, okay. I would. I would rather marry him. Let's clear that up. <laughs> I would rather marry That's him because like, he gives me like little he doesn't boy give vibes. you like. Not sex appeal, man. like sex, sex symbol. Right, that's like he's my, not a my sex. little brother. Okay, he's not a sex symbol. That's like my little brother. So I was, I would marry him. I'm fucking LeBron because LeBron. I don't know. I don't think in either one of the. Uh, okay, I would probably. I would. I don't know. None of them are sexy to me, so I can't start like, with who I would have sex with. That's why I started um, with who I would marry. I would probably I would marry Steph Curry just because I feel like he's he's all about his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he lets her have her own career. Yeah. Um, together they're a powerhouse and but separate they're still mm-hmm. doing their own right. thing. He doesn't cramp her style as far as anything that she wants to do for her career. So I can really appreciate that in a partner. Um, Mary, I mean, so I'm marrying him. I'm probably gonna kill LeBron and have sex with D Wade just because, like, I don't. LeBron don't do it for you. LeBron yeah, don't do it for me. I would, I would agree too. LeBron doesn't do anything for me. Um, LeBron does it for me. <laughs> okay. No, he don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. But definitely Mary uh, Curry and have sex. But we're all on the same page. <laughs> okay. 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 
Next, we have Sterling K. Brown, Chadwick Bozeman, and Quincy Brown. So, in case you guys don't know who this is, Sterling Brown is the black dude on This Is Us. Randall. Randall. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman, he played Marshall in the... He played in the Marshall movie. Was yeah, he Marshall? He played, he played Marshall. He's, he's uh, Black Panther. He James Brown. He's James Brown. Uh, uh, Jackie Jack Robinson. Robinson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's a oh. illustrious yes. H.U. Yes. 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 So, yes. And then Quincy Brown is Diddy, sexy ass child stepson situation. Yeah. So I can start. I'm fucking Quincy. I'm fucking Quincy. You knew I was going to. Yes. This little light skin. Yes. I'm fucking (laughs) Quincy. Even though there are two very dark skinned brothers in the lining that are very sexy, I'm still going to fuck Quincy. Um, I'm marrying Sterling K. Brown just because, like, he's husband goals. Like, even in real, like, he's corny as hell as Randall <laughs> in the marriage, but he's also corny as hell as Sterling K. Brown in the like marriage. Like, he is who he is. Yeah, so. That is who, that's. Yeah, that and it's, I'm unfortunately going to have to kill my fa- fellow HU brother. That's sad, because know. all kind of good contenders. Yeah, and they're all great that, contenders. Like, you kill him, too? You would kill Chadwick? No, I think I would kill Sterling. I would okay. kill Sterling, too. I would kill Sterling. Um. <laughs> Sadly, I'm sorry. And wait, Starlin was also in Marshall as well. Oh, he was. Mm-hmm. Actually, he was, he in, was in Marshall his, as well. Um, and he was an insecure. Client, right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he was. He, he right. Mm-hmm. right. So he, sure he, he got to go. Because he was corny in everything. He's corny in everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Sterling's a good guy, but I, I, I love him, but yeah, I definitely would kill him. Okay. Mary uh, Chadwick and mm-hmm. have sex with Quincy. Okay. Right. Um, next we have the game Kodak Black and Big Sean. Well, we already know who we killing. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely killing Kodak Black, <laughs> even though I do you don't guiltily love his music. Like I love some of his songs. Um I and I'm I, I wasn't on to no flocking until Bodak Yellow came out. But yeah. now that I love Bodak Yellow, like I appreciate No Flocking for like everything that it is. Like I love that song. So yeah, like for example, I was in this like white ass bar and they had like the iTunes where you select the song. I played No Flocking. <laughs> so like I love that song. So I'm, but I'm still gonna have to kill him because he don't. He, got to he just, he just don't got to he he. he He's not attractive. <laughs> I, so I, I can't wake up to him every day. Yeah, I can't no. fuck him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely fucking a game. Like yes, yes. because okay, his Instagram pics, baby. Safia has them screenshotted Eggplant in her Friday. phone. Egg, yes, he was. He made it. The, the reason for the season, yeah. baby. Nice <laughs> Yes. 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 And those hashtags. Oh my god, yes. And if you read good. through the hashtags and the comments, it would just be like, God damn. So yes, he's a yes. freak and I'm here for we, it. We fucking him. So I'm fucking him and then I'm gonna marry Big Sean. Also because I think Big Sean, he's like a big love ball. Like yeah, he, he loves is. to love. He's down for I his would definitely marry when him. he's when he's in for the women. Yeah. Like he's down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay, and then our last one is the Battle of Amigos, Offset, Takeoff, Quavo. So I'm gonna start. I'm marrying Offset because Offset was Bay before he was actually Cardi's Bay. Like I loved Offset. Offset was my favorite Migos. Okay. So Migo, Offset, okay. 
we we married. Um, I'm going to fuck Quavo, and I'm going to have and to kill take, take off. off. Can take off. <laughs> yeah, he can take off. Literally, take off and just get his shine. Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but he, he's a pretty decent rapper, but like once, once he once he gets his, you know. He's kind of like the overshadowed person. Of the yeah, world, he is. But. He is. But that's just my options. Which I, which I got. I would agree. I mean, just I think that Offset is more just by looking at him, uh, his and Cardi's relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I kind of definitely see he's definitely about that commitment, husband material, husband material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he a hood nigga. Y'all, y'all know I love me a hood. Yeah. Nigga. Um, and then Quavo. Quavo's like, you can have fun with him for one night. Yeah. But I don't see him like, like he's, he's not long term. I don't think he could be yeah, committed. committed. He's not long term. Right. That. But yeah, so definitely that. You can order. do that for the moment, but yeah. not, you know that nigga will probably have a baby on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not just a break baby, like <laughs> a real ass <laughs> cheating ass baby. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's our game. So moving on to some hot topics. Um, I was actually watching the reel when Ray J announced that him and Princess Love are expecting. Um, apparently, she is actually the one pregnant because there were rumors flying that Brandy was pregnant and she was a surrogate for them. Right. Um, motherfuckers been saying Brandy was pregnant for over a year now, so <laughs> I just want like Brandy's cannot be pregnant. For over a year. <laughs> like, so she's probably not pregnant. She's probably just gaining some weight. But right. she's been saying that, though. Like, yeah. you know, all, it's all catching up to her. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, until Brandy confirms that something else is going on in her uterus, let's just let the baby girl gain some weight let's and let her be life. peaceful. Yeah. Right. Shoot. Um, also expecting Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. I'm yes. so excited about yes. that. And they I did that him. at In Vitro. Oh, did they? Yeah, so um, it was a big controversy um, when she had her first child because you can, when you she, do In Vitro, you can pick chose, the sex. Yeah, they chose. So oh, she picked okay. the girl, and people were like, you shouldn't like sit there and be able to choose what type of baby you have. You should let like God's flow. When you have money, you could do whatever you want to do. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. So, so did she choose the sex this time too? I'm or do we know? We don't know yet. She um, didn't, they didn't say what they're having yet, but she did confirm that she's pregnant. So, do you think she's doing? In, are they doing in vitro because she can't get pregnant naturally, I or think, is it just I like they, we want to get pregnant yeah, right they now? Were, they were together it. for years, and um, she had trouble getting pregnant, and she made that very clear in like different articles oh, okay. um, that I read. So then they started doing in vitro, and that actually worked for them, but. That's crazy. Like, I think that it's crazy that something that's supposed to be so quote-unquote natural, some women have such difficulty conceiving. And really, unless you have the type of money where you can... Pay for, like, pay for in vitro is kind of like your not, SOL. Mm-hmm. Like you, what if you really, really want to have kids and you just can't? Well, you know what? It's kind of like the thing here. Like a lot of women that kind of end up in these situations, and that's how where our society is going. Is women are you know more so into their career in their early twenties, mm-hmm. going up into their thirties, and then you know maybe their mid thirties they're really ready to settle down. But it is like a struggle for Black women. We're trying to like make it. So you think it's popping. timing? You think we, it's we're a, waiting it's too definitely, long? It's definitely yeah. timing because you know you you get your period in high school, whatever, and this is when you you're fertile and like you know based on you know different things and 
old times, like that's your baby making period right. in your twenties. Yeah. And now we're in our thirties and it's we're trying it's to do things yeah. that right. we were trying to that we did I mean, before a decade, yeah. like a decade ago. Right, but it's oh. not like we're not living in a society where the man is the breadwinner anymore. Like it's yeah, right. we're out here working and doing what we gotta do. So we gotta get our career popping yeah. before we pop. And I think babies. that, but I also think that we are like we don't kind of want to make the same mistakes that we feel like maybe our parents made or people right. that we saw growing up their parents made and it's like we want to have certain things in order Place. before we exactly. have kids right. but at the same time I'm like that doesn't always happen doesn't. like I think that as a generation we need to be less not even less concerned about money because like like we said money makes the world go round but a little more into building and loving and having these foundations just that are not based on life. money right right just be right. happy with life i'm happy with where i am right now exactly like. exactly um okay so all of this sexual misconduct oh, craziness God. is like baffling mind baffling um, shout out to all the men and women that have experienced some sort of sexual misconduct towards them and have either been living with it um, and haven't told anybody or, you know, however you're deciding to deal with it. But all of this stuff is that's coming out is really, really crazy. And like I was saying to y'all before, like the one that kind of shocked me the most was Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. And... Not even that, like, he's this, like, superstar and we put him on this pedestal. But it's, like, we've been waking up to Matt Lauer for two decades. Right. Like, I don't know the Today Show without Matt Lauer. You know what I'm saying? So. But those rumors have always been out. Apparently, I heard. That's what I'm hearing. Those rumors have always for years. now that, you know, because of everything that's going on in terms of all of these men in that industry... You being know, exposed. being exposed, like it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what, we gonna take this serious for real this time, right? And so he was fired, and then now all of these, not even really allegations, but it's like legit truths that's coming out about him, and so now he's you know apologetic and everything, but it's just kind of like wow, like, and you know what, and I think this is the one good thing. If I had to say anything was good about Trump being president, is that women are willing to stand up, speak and up speak now. out about what's going on, and I feel like it's. But so why why are all these other men getting fired and Trump hasn't been replaced? That's like he I got mean. elected. He t- he told us he was grabbing pussies, right? And still got elected, right? And I guess like it's like we gotta fry these little fish before we get to the big fish first. So I think that's kind of where it's coming at because, you know, Trump is such a powerful man in a powerful position, but let's start off with these men you know, still in Hollywood, but not the fucking president, and get them... Be my president. Like, just... <laughs> right. And just, like, come up, but I just feel like I think this this whole environment with him being president made, you know, women say, you know, I'm not putting up with this. Mm-hmm. Like, this president is, like, ridiculous, and you know what? These men think that, you know, this is their savior, whatever it may be. No, we about to put them out there. So, I think it just gave women a voice to speak in. Yeah. platform, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, uh, shout out to everybody that has been well not shout out like you know we shouting you out but, but we, we respect, we, you. We respect yeah. you we feel for you um and oh you see how uh gabby douglas had um 
about her teammate had came out and said that the Olympic uh, doctor was like, you know, feeling on her too. Yeah. 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 And Gabby was like saying like, oh no, like kind of contradicting her and not kind of standing with her. Right. No, but then when the guy got found guilty, Gabby ended up saying, yeah, he touched me too inappropriately. So it was just like, Mm. it's just like, I just, every time that I hear about something new, I'm just like, why do these men and I say men because that's the stories that have been coming out more prevalent than the others. But right. why would anybody feel that they could have these this type of power over someone else and touch them inappropriately or, you know, speak to them in a certain way that they aren't comfortable? It's just... A, it, it's mind-blowing, honestly. Um, just... Yeah, and shout out to uh, Tiffany Haddish because I wanted to talk about this if we had an episode before the past few weeks. But (laughs) she she was the first African-American comedian woman that was actually on Saturday Night Live. So shout out to her. And she definitely did address this whole sexual acquisition acquisition thing that's going on. Yeah, so if you haven't seen her sketches, definitely go... Uh, they're on YouTube, so go Google that. Um, I think she did a really good job. I think yeah. that her comedy, though, is like you either love it or you hate it's it. It's acquired. Yeah, it's acquired. So it's like a, she's like a Kevin Hart, but yeah, female. It's, it's definitely it's an acquired. Yeah. It's a, it's an acquired comedy. Because um, some of her stuff I think is hilarious. Other stuff I'm like, baby girl, let's <laughs> let's go back to the drawing board here. So. But shout out to her because yeah. she's out here doing it. Yeah, I, she is doing it. I want it. her to win so bad. So. Yes, I want everybody black to win. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> and then finally, um, and I'm going to let you take this one, Tasha. Uh, Cameron and Juju, tell us what's oh, going yes. on with oh, that. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've been seeing lately on Instagram that Cameron and Juju have broken up. And Cameron is the rapper from Harlem. I'm sure you all know him, Dipset, all that. And and Juju was his uh, girlfriend, and he always used to, like, post her and everything like that. And she's on Love & Hip Hop right now. So he had recently did an interview with The Breakfast Club um, about why they, you know, broke up. So what he said was that basically they broke up because it just stopped being fun. It wasn't fun anymore. Like, they were best friends or whatever. And, um, you know, they did everything together. Slowly grows eyes. (laughs) They were best friends. um, But when the whole, like, you know, Instagram thing got big, like, what he would do is he would post her on Instagram and, like, let everybody know this is my girl. And that's how people really found out about Juju. But she was, like, on the thing was, like, why are you liking this person's picture? Or why are you following that person? And he wasn't for that. He was like, you know, this is not what I'm trying to do. So ultimately, that's why they kind of broke up. He said it was mutual, but I don't really know from that Breakfast Club interview that I can believe that. I didn't think that that's what he said. Yeah. Because it didn't seem that way. How she was coming across on social media, especially arguing with somebody that he was supposedly dating dating and talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's be clear. Relationships are not fucking rainbows and sunshine. It ain't always going to be fun, baby. And after 10 years, 10 years, it ain't going to be fun like year one. (laughs) Year 10 is definitely not year one. We have grown together. We have grown separately. We are different people. We are have different experiences. Like, yeah, like. 
and, and on top of that, you mean to tell me this girl done held him down for 10 years and she's still on girlfriend status? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, at that point, after year four or five, for me. I don't like, even know what my timeline that's is. Fine. However, it won't, like, be, ten it won't be 10 I don't think it, it will be 10 years. years. Like, I don't think, I mean, but I'm also the person that's like marriage is a business. You need to make sure like before you take, because I feel like you can love on somebody and love somebody for infinity without marrying them. But at the same time, if we in this relationship, like the next, like if I truly and really, really love you and I'm about you, like that's the next step of our relationship. And I, um. Not 10 years. Can't do 10 years. No, not 10 years. Like, 10 years? That's a long-ass time. But, like, just from listening to the Breakfast Club interview and him talking about, you know, that it wasn't fun anymore. And even the fact that he brought up Instagram as, like, a, a, a reason why they're not together. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, you know I mean, so do you, like, do, in a relationship, do you all uh, track or manage or monitor what the your significant other is doing on these social media platforms? No, no, I don't say. I'm like, why did you like this picture? Why are you following right. that person? Like, I feel like that's too much. Because I be liking some pictures too sometimes, and you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I be mean, like the little beard, right. you know little shirt off, <laughs> the abs showing, right? You know, like it, it, it's just. It I guess when you get to a point where you like DMing people, right. that's like a different thing. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. that's a whole different if, thing. Now, if I know or see about, I can't say that I'm going through shit like. Looking for things, but if I come across a DM that is inappropriate, are we addressing that? Right. right. And I feel like, and and I don't know, but maybe like it could have been a case where it had came to that point where maybe he was having inappropriate social media relationships with people. I don't know. And, and I then she, she was her like, or she would say right. That. And then she mm-hmm. was like, she why you think, why you you know liking this picture or whatever, whatever. But like, like to me, it's just. Like, it, it's insignificant. Like Yeah. You know? I mean, because I follow, I follow strippers on Instagram. And there's this one stripper. Shout out to Lonnie Pop out in Chicago. Baby girl <laughs> is bad as fuck. And, like, when she posts her videos, like, if I'm with the nigga, I'm showing well, him, like, yeah. look at this. Exactly. Look at this shit. Exactly. And so, because I, I can appreciate a woman's body. Like, I can appreciate that. But there's a difference between us admiring a woman's body together and you being inappropriate in some DMs. So, I can't say that I'm monitoring social media use like that. But if some shit is inappropriate, it's inappropriate. Like, right. don't be inappropriate. Don't disrespect me. That's really all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think after 10 years, um, if you guys haven't moved past the, oh, why you liking this picture and that picture, it's like, I don't trust you, so we don't need to be together. So, maybe it's best that they did break up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, look, she doing big things. She getting her master. She got her master's yeah, she now. she just got her master's. She said she want to get her PhD. Yeah, yet. so she really, so, she's really doing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she is. she's a good role model for those out there who, you know what I'm saying, want to... Afro Lazy exactly. is out there. So, I mean, shout out to her. You know How what I'm saying? You? Like, okay. she'll overcome. She'll okay, overcome. cool. So, I think that actually kind of 
leads us right into what we wanted to talk about today. Um, and that's about just relationships and how as adults, we use the experiences or what we've seen from our parents or maybe maybe not our blood parents but people that have raised us or were that significant person um older person in our life Mm -hmm. how their experiences um kind of shape our dating experiences what and what we expect Right, right um so i think it's important that we all kind of start off with what the background of our parents or who those people in our lives that were very significant to us like what is their relationship status Mm -hmm. so y'all can go ahead okay i'll start um so my parents knew each other since they were maybe like 10. okay um so they literally grew up like not even a block like just right around the corner from each other my father um was my uncle's best friend at the time and so, you know, my mom, she's two years younger, so she was just always, like, the little sister of Darnell, you know? Mm-hmm. So, always around. Always around, like, never anything, really. And then I guess as they aged or whatever, it kind of blossomed when my father saw in my mom, like, this woman that she was becoming. But my mom always told me, like, you know, he was childish or he was immature or he was into bad things. And she told me it wasn't until he had joined the military that when she really considered, like, oh, okay, like, he could possibly be something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, they didn't really start pursuing their relationship until after he had um, came home from, um, I guess, boot camp or whatever. And it really started as on New Year's, like, you know, he came, rung on the doorbell, and um, my granddad answered and assuming it was for my uncle, but he was like, no, like, I'm here to see the future. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was like that. I'm not here to see him. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, from there, it just blossomed to, like, this relationship. And now it's almost 33 years mm-hmm. since they've been married. So, so they've been married for 33 they've years. They've been married That's for awesome. 33 years. Um, and so they have three kids, um, my older brother, myself, and my younger sister. And it's just really like a friendship that just really, you know, blossomed to a relationship in a marriage. Um, and, you know, me growing up in that type of environment, my grandparents this year has been 60 years for them. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's side, you know, their past, but it would have been, I think, 60, 70 years for them, actually, because mm-hmm. they were older. But, you know, I always grew up in um, an environment where people were married, mm-hmm. you know. And so that that's definitely something that, you know, I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> like, for some reason, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what it is. Like, I've been dating men, and I, I'm just, you know, everyone has their own path. Right, mm-hmm. so I can't say like I'm gonna get married today or tomorrow, but that's what I want in my future. But I've always been dating these men who just not there, and I always wonder why that is, being that I have been in this environment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like I, I know, like okay, this is the type of man I want because I look at my father or I look mm-hmm. at my grandfather, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is the type of man I want. This is the this is what I deserve. This is how I should be treated. Mm-hmm. So it does really have a big influence on your dating life, mm-hmm. like because you see it, 
and you you live in it and you know what I'm saying like just to experience I mean it's like you say it's not all bliss you know I've, we've had hard times I've seen them argue right. and fight and to the point where it's like oh my gosh are they gonna be together still you know <laughs> but yeah. it's just like through it all they stay together and and you know what love is really not all that like you say it's, it is really like a, a business like you know just because you love someone that's not gonna really carry you all the way to the end like right. You know what I'm saying? So I like, definitely agree with that. it's really not um, because there's going to be times where you don't like that person at all, and mm-hmm. sometimes you may think you don't love them, but you made this commitment for life, mm-hmm. and it's really about honoring that commitment. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, like, it just for me, it just really like just instilled something in me that made me realize, like, okay, when I'm in something, I'm in it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, no matter how hard it is, um, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's I'm on that journey now. Okay. Um. So, but you know, whatever God had or whoever God has for me, He has for me. But that's just you know what I grew up on. So yeah, I'm, I believe in love and marriage, and I'm all for it. Okay, right. Tasha. Okay. So uh, my parents, so they met when they were teenagers, and um, you know they had a whirlwind relationship or whatever. Uh, my dad was, you know, like very popular <laughs> based off what he was doing. But he was very popular, and um, um, they had me when uh, my mom, she was 20. My dad was 22, I think. Um, but after I was born, my dad went to jail for 10 years. So he went to jail for 10 years, and, um, you know, a lot of people think, can I stay with somebody mm-hmm. that's been in jail for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I don't right. I don't really know, but, um, you know, my mom held him down. and then Ride or die. Terry was a ride or die. Yeah, shout out to you, mom. But, like, during that whole time while my dad was in jail, like, we would always go visit him. Like, that's what... Like, I had a relationship with my dad. Even though he was in jail, like, I had a relationship. Like, I would see him all the time. We'll talk and everything. Um, so, he got out of jail. And as soon as they got out of jail, they got married. So, I mean, at this point, they've been married for 18 years. And um, my little brother was born, too, after they came out. But um, I feel like my parents' relationship is definitely an example mm-hmm. of what I look at when I'm thinking about me actually going into this phase of being married um they do have their ups and downs like marriage is not easy at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I definitely see that um usually I feel like I'm kind of like the therapy person for both of my parents like if my dad's upset he'll talk to me about it if my mom's upset she'll talk to me about it like they kind of both go back and forth and it's kind of like a little weird sometimes like it's just like (laughs) I can't I don't want to pick a side, you know, like but I wanna kinda of hear them out both and kinda of figure out how I can help them along the way. But I understand that marriage is not easy, but I think they set a strong foundation and I think when I look for a significant other, I do look at the qualities that my dad has mm-hmm. and I always like like he has to be this type of person for me. So I mean that's pretty much, you know my story um okay well my story is definitely different um my parents got married maybe at 25 um they were married at 25 they had me when they were 28 
Um, by the time I was like six or seven, I want to say, um, they separated. And um, like I remember my parents being separated more than I remember them married. Right. Um, so I don't really remember the age that they separated, but I do remember the last night that my dad had in the house. Like I remember that argument that they had that he mo- and he moved out. He came into my room. Um, I had bunk beds. I was the only child. Why the fuck did I have bunk beds? I don't know. You probably wanted it. I had bunk beds. And I was like on the top bunk bed that didn't even have a mattress on it um, because all my stuffed animals were up there. And he came in the room and he was like, okay, you know. He was like telling me bye, basically. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, don't worry. This doesn't have anything to do with you. Like, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, And so then he left. And then from there, I just kind of remember like, the every other weekend situation sometimes me not even wanting to go by my dad because like my life was at my mom's house because right. that's where we grew up like that's where I grew up and right. all, all my friends were there um so I remember a lot of that um one thing I can say is that my parents in my presence never talk bad about one another mm, um they were good. always very respectful of one another um uh I do know that there were times like my mom would did want my dad to be there and step up a little bit more but he didn't and he for whatever reason just couldn't or whatever um so I don't think that I ever picked a side but fast forward to like present day is the strangest thing ever they're the best of friends um they like they hang out together like without me and it's not even like on some sexual stuff like it's like they're they're just very close and what brought them closer to one another was actually my little sister being born so it's just like i i feel like before usually like when i'm talking when i'm dating about your little sister it's not your mom's yeah it's not my mom's child um so when i go into situations and i try to talk to people on my family dynamic i'm like it's a lot like a lot of people aren't gonna understand it and it's gonna be very weird um and i think one of my friends told me he was like i mean i wouldn't think that you were a a black child if your family dynamics weren't strange and that's that's crazy because like the black family dynamic isn't the same as the white family dynamic but that's like a whole nother episode um so yeah they're the best of friends my dad um got his girlfriend pregnant at when i was like a junior or senior in in high school and um so that's my little sister we're about 15 and a half years apart um so that's a very another very interesting dynamic like maybe 15 16 years because like around that time that's when like people were starting to have teenage their pregnancies own their right, own babies right. so when i would bring trinity around people like, would, sure. yeah that's they would think that she was, was my daughter right. um so um but that ended up bringing them very close together because like I always wanted her to be around so she would come and spend time at our house when she was a baby mm-hmm. and so that just brought them like it's and my dad always says that he's like Trinity was an angel that brought them back together mm-hmm. um, because shortly thereafter my dad's health started declining and I really don't think that I would have been able to get through all of that without my mother because mm-hmm. she was like 
the right hand woman and like we would go into the hospital and people would be like oh this is your husband and then he'd be like she would be like no this that's my ex-husband and like the doctors and the nurses they would really look like what what's going on like why are you here (laughs) so i mean i don't and i've been recently kind of like even just in my dating life kind of been thinking what does that relationship their relationship and even like since i grew up in a house with my mother her dating patterns as far as like who she dated and Mm -hmm. what she put up with how does that transcend on what I'm doing in my dating life and honestly I don't really know yet like I haven't picked up on it um I think that my standpoint on marriage is a business does come from the fact that I know that my parents love each other and I don't think that they're in love with each other but I see how you can love someone so much marry them be with them realize that it's not this is this is not going to work and then come back around and still be the best of friends Mm -hmm. um so I think that them coming together in their relationship has like made me realize like you can love somebody with all of your heart and not have to be with them um because I think for a very long time I'm like if you love somebody you're supposed to be be with them them. like that's just how it's supposed to work but I understand now that there's like pockets. There's different pockets that you put people in. Um, I would also say that specific to my mother's dating habits um, and some of the guys that she's dated, I can see where I kind of make very what people would say are kind of unconventional decisions when it comes to dating and who I'm dating. And like a lot of people would say um, in a lot of situations like, I've dated people that didn't deserve my time or, you know, I was just kind of in the situation to kind of be in the situation. And I think my mom does that a lot. Like, honestly, the dating situation that she's in currently, I hate him, like hate him. And I don't hate very many people. Um, right. I'm very clear on I lo- if I love you, if I like you, or if I just, you know, don't have any, you know, whatever to you. But, but hate is but like him, on the other side. Yeah, like I hate him. Strong. I do not like him. Um, I think that my mother, in the like in the place that she is, she always says that she wanted to be remarried and blah 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 blah. And like this man can't give her that. Like he doesn't want to give her that. He honestly has nothing and brings nothing to the so table. Do you think she's but stress. I think that she's settling. I think that she got to a point where she was very lonely, mm-hmm. and she just kind of wanted to be with somebody and just have company. And I can see at times in my life where I've done that too. And I don't know if it's because of it's like that's what I've seen man, her right? like doing and like so I mean I think that this topic was is very interesting in the fact that if you really sit down and analyze everything around you, like I do want to be married. I do like that is a goal of mine. Um can I say like I have like Pinterest boards and like dreams about being married and spending some spending the rest of my life with somebody no because that's just not what I grew up around but I do want to have kids and I do plan on having kids with somebody Mm -hmm. like not going to a sperm bank but I do plan on having kids with somebody so I can see myself co-parenting you know what I'm saying but is that because 
I was co-parented? Like, well, maybe. And this is, like, the kind of weird thing because I'm kind of going through this now. Like, we're sitting there having conversations about how we're going to raise our children. Mm-hmm. And we were raised two different ways. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm finding myself to be the more, I guess, strict parent. Um, and I just feel like, I don't feel like when I was growing up that my parents was, like, totally strict. But I did feel like... I mean, I feel like they were a little strict, but they weren't, like, you know, crazy strict. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're having these conversations where he had a little bit more freedom than me. And I don't know if it was because he was in hell or... And I'm a girl. I, I, I mean, that I'm sure has something to do with it. I mean, that sure has something to do with it, too. But it's just, like, when I think about... I'm kind of taking that approach that my parents took with me... Where like no my child's ain't, ain't gonna right, do that right, and he's right. like no you should kind of let them do that mm-hmm. I'm just like oh so we kind of having that back and forth mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing so we have to find that middle ground of mm-hmm. what's gonna work and I think that it's not even because we started off talking about like how we were raised and the things that we saw how it affected our relationships but I do think like bringing up how you're gonna parent right, your kids right, and right. things like that is important because. I can't say that my mom was the most strict parent ever because she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom took me to get, and she would probably kill me if she knew that I was telling people this, but she took me to get my first tattoo right. when I was, like, 16 years old. She took me to get my first piercing, like, other than my ears, right. when I was, like, 14 years old. Just because I wanted it. Like, and I, I wanted it, and I got what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't say that... I'm going to be a strict parent where I'm like, oh, no, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to act mm-hmm. as a child. But I'm definitely not going to give my child every single thing that they right, ask right, for. Right, right, Because I see, I can see where in certain things that my mom allowed me to do as a child, when st- people started telling me no, I was like, the fuck so does you that saying mean? That, you saying that you would be stricter? What were you saying? I I feel like my I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have different boundaries around. Like I don't want to be strict to the point where my kids get from under my roof and they go crazy. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want my kids to think that like from a a scale from your mom to where you want to be. Like okay, so I would say as far as strictness, like I knew I feel like I knew that I could pretty much get away with most things. Um, just because I was smart. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I was smart. I knew how to kind of fin- finagle situations. Right. Um, but I think my mom's thing was always, like, come to me first. Like, I want right. to take you through every single experience in life. Mm-hmm. But be- living through that and going through that, I understand that that's not feasible. Right. Like, right, you right. can't do that. So, let's say we rate her at, like, a five on strictness. Okay. I feel like I might be, like, a seven. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay. yeah. I'm still okay. gonna give. Okay. I still want my kids to have the freedom to learn and grow and experience right. things right. under my roof mm-hmm. while I can fix things for them and help them through situations. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to be like. If I don't even know if it's like I experienced the things that I did because my mom wasn't strict. It was really just like I was kind of sneaky. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, yeah. I, I was going to right. experience what I wanted to experience. With I mean, or as, without as her. most girls are, because I, yeah. I was sneaky I a little say, bit too. But you know? see, I feel like I have a different experience. So I'm the middle child. So I okay. have an older brother and a younger sister. And, you know, it was different for each child. And it is. Of course, for my younger sister, you know, she's 
like six and a half years younger than me. So it was their last. So they're kind of like, okay, you know. Yeah, no, they say you know the youngest is always like but, experiences but the most. But even like my older, and he was a boy too. So like they treated him completely different. Like he had more freedom. And, you know, for me, I feel like the pressure was really on mm-hmm. in a lot of situations. And my parents weren't necessarily strict. Um, we did grow up in a religious household, but they weren't strict to the point where I felt like I had to sneak around and do stuff. But at the same time, like, they instilled these values in me to let me know, like, if you decide to do this stuff, fine, but these are the consequences. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. these are the consequences. Um, and so with that, it was just, like, a level of trust that we had. So, like, I'm very open with both my mother and my father. Like, I don't, there's not, like, oh, I'll go to my mother more or I'll go to my dad more. Like, I can go to my dad about certain situations. I'm going to my mom about certain situations. And I think with that, you know, with that level of trust, it just really made me just want to just do right, not only for myself, but to honor my parents. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, again, it wasn't really because of that they were strict, but, um... You know, but even but sometimes you know I do look at um, some of my friends who kind of grew up in a household where they did have more freedom to do things, mm-hmm. but at the same time I look at where they are now and where I am, and I'm blessed. And I do, you know? I do the same thing. Like I always be like, damn, why can't I go here? Right, why can't exactly. I go here? But then when you look at it now, like yeah, oh, this person say, is yes. like, I'm like, thank you, thank you, mom, thank you, dad. I can get it, you and that's why, like. And, you know, I always thought, like, okay, you'll understand it when you get older. That's what they always say. Mm-hmm. You understand when you get older. And now as I get older, I do understand. You do, because you're just I like, do understand, because oh I'm like, as a parent, because, you know, when you're young, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to let my kids do uh, what they want to do. Exactly. But then when you get older, like, oh, I'm not going to let exactly. my kids do what they want to do. I'm really, like, even to this day, almost 30, I'm like, thank you, mom, dad. Like, right. I really appreciate it. I get it now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right. just being in that type of environment, um... And like I say, even now at this age, like my sister, she's, you know, she's in England, she's in the Air Force doing her thing, and my brother's married with his family, and I'm the only one who's still home. So even being 30 and living with my parents, there's still like a certain amount of respect and a certain yeah. amount of, you know, expectations that they have for me. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I do come in the house late, they're like, okay. It's not like you still you not going to do whatever you right. want to do. So just being under their roof, but. Right. I still appreciate it, and when I do have my kids, you know what I'm saying, like, there definitely would be a level of, I don't want to say strictness, but, like, there respect. respect. There yeah, go. I think that that's a better yeah, word for, like, yeah. I'm, I just, we are going to respect each other exactly. in this mother-daughter, mother-son, right. whatever relationship. Right. Um, and one thing that you were just saying that it, it reminded me of was, I can't remember. It's okay. I'll, it'll come back, mate. Possibly. <laughs> um, but in like in wrap up for for the, our segment, there has been a meme that's going around, and I was just searching for it so I could like read it verbatim. Mm-hmm. But of course, like I can't find right. it oh. when I want it. Right. But it's basically a meme saying like, how, "Do how aware are, are you of your life experiences and everything that you've been through?" Mm-hmm. And have you healed from that or how how are you how aware are you of what you're doing to project that shit on me Mm. so i think that Mm. what i want to wrap up with is i think that we all need to be aware that everybody wasn't raised Mm -hmm. the way that we were everybody wasn't loved the way that we were Mm -hmm. 
Um, so when somebody is showing you something in a relationship and they're showing you like, this is how I love, this is how I know to love. Um, if it's, if it's something that's not healthy, I think that that's where you step in and you'd be like, okay, like I understand that this is what you were raised with. This is what you've seen, but that really isn't healthy. And this is why, um, these are better, more healthy ways to express your love. I think that that's a good way to open up communication in a relationship. And I think that is very important. Um, I don't think that everybody's ever going to love the same way in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a very, I'm a very uh, quality time type of Mm -hmm. lover. Like, that's my love language, quality time. Um, But I seem to date people that are more so, like, acts of service or uh, gifts Gifts. types of people. You know what I'm saying? And I can appreciate that love. Um, I accept that love very well, honestly. Um, But sometimes it's kind of frustrating that the quality time piece of it doesn't equate. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm aware that that is my love language and that might not be other people's love language. So what would you say like your mom's love language is? I think, I think hers is quality time too. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's a book actually, and I just Googled it because I remember, um, reading it. It's called the five love languages. Yes. Yeah. So if you go onto their website, you you can actually take a quiz. So there's a, they have a quiz that's focused on people that are single. And then they have a quiz that's focused on people that are in a relationship. And I think that it's important to take that quiz. Like when I was in a relationship, I took it. Um, like I said, my love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I don't think that, that that would did change. You, did you know that when you took the quiz? Because I felt like when I took the quiz, it was something different than what I thought I would end up Yeah, so when I talked to, took the quiz, I thought that it was going to be gifts. Because mm-hmm. I like gifts. Right, right. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> Baby girl loves gifts. But after I took the quiz, I started thinking about it. And it, was, and it also goes back to how I was raised. Like, right. my mom was a single mother, mm-hmm. but I never wanted for anything. As, as a matter of fact, I can't even say that there was nothing that I wanted that I didn't have. So not only were my needs taken care of, but my wants were taken care of too. So I feel like from the results of the quiz, I realized like as far as gifts and things, like I can take, I can do that for myself. As a service, I can make sure, like I'm going to make sure I'm good, Mm -hmm. period. But somebody showing me that they are almost stopping their lives or stopping everything else that they have going on to spend time with me right. and like give me their undivided attention like that means something to mm-hmm, me right um because honestly money wasn't an object growing up so it wasn't like if i bought something for you like it it, it may mean something it may not but if i'm spending my time with you like that means something so um yeah, I mean, I think it's important, y'all. It like, it, it, think it about the way that you were raised, the things that you were raised, like all of those outside factors that, you know, can really make or break your adult relationships. And I'm not even just talking about romantic relationships. Right. I'm talking about around. friendships. Yes. Um, I'm talking about even associates, like how you associate with people and the groups and people that you associate with, like why you why are they just associates? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Why yeah. haven't they moved to that next level? Um, and don't don't be out here just acting all crazy. That's all I got to say. Like, yeah. get yourself together um, and realize everything that you have going on and for within yourself. And some of us need healing from certain situations. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a, a point in time where I thought, I love you, man. I put my hands on you. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was, and then I was in a relationship with a guy that told me he's like, this is not going to work. And that's what they said happened with Chris Brown. Like he saw that with his mom right. and her boyfriend. But but Chris um, Brown also said like that wasn't right. Right. Like he, he, he actually said he, right. he knew right. that it wasn't right and he knew that that wasn't what was supposed to happen but it's like really being in that and growing and up around it, that seeing, seeing it. it it was like the norm it's, it's an effect, it takes an effect so heal from your shit get your shit together and love on each other very purposefully and healthily yes yes um so that's all I have to say in closing um again we are so sorry for the delay. I know that you guys have missed our voices. Um, me and Tasha Ray will be back. Um, d- well, listen. Okay, the holidays are coming up. <laughs> the holidays are coming up. So uh, we get an episode. Yeah, we're gonna give y'all some episodes. Okay, um, but bear with us. We're adulting. Um, we planning a wedding. Yes, man. Adulting is a legit term. Is it in the dictionary? It yeah. should be. It really should be. It's in the Urban Dictionary. For but, well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real <laughs> ass. Yeah, we like, talking about like, the real like, ass Webster. dictionary. Like, it needs to be a Webster. Like, right. Adulting is be. a legit, like, oh right. my gosh. So we're adulting out here, and it's not that we're not trying to be consistent, but we got real ass life shit that's happening, um, and we're just trying to maneuver and figure it out every single day. Every day. Um, so we'll be back with more content. We're so excited for 2018. Yes, thank um, you. God. 2018 Woo-hoo. is going to be like a glow up year, I and mean, then I I know people say that every year, but like. For real, for, for real. real. For like, real, we're real. about to turn 30. <laughs> we're about to be we gotta, 30 out here. We gotta here. get this shit together, I mean, boo. This is it. For real. I mean, I know, 20s, this is 29. Right. 2988. Like, 29 like, was fun. Yeah. Right. We had a great time. Um, And you guys really, for my 29th year so far, have experienced because we launched uh three days before my 29th birthday. Right. So, you guys have kind of experienced 29 with us thus far. Um, we got a few more months between thir- before 30 comes. Right. Um, so email us, tweet us, Facebook us, slide in our DMs. If there's something that, you know, you all want to address or talk about, um, we're here. We're being very authentic. That's the that's going to also be a key moment for this week. Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, we're, we are not editors. We say what we mean and we mean what we say. So, um, we would love to have you guys come on, you know, tell us about your adulting because everybody's adulting is a little bit different. Um, and we're here if you guys have anything that you, you know, want to chat about. So send us your listener questions to 29, the word 88 podcast at gmail.com. You also want to make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at 2988. Um, my personal Instagram is Juicy, J-U-I-C-Y-D-V-A. Check me out, Juicy Diva. And then you guys want to go ahead and plug your social media? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Miss Tasha Ray, M-I-I-Z-T-A-S-H-A-R-A-E. Or Twitter, Natasha Ray, S-I-G. And you can follow me, Nikki B. Swanky, at Nikki with two Ks, B, S, W, A, N, K, Y. 
on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me at Anikia Knows Best. That's A-N-I-K-I-A Knows Best. Um, and so, yeah. Follow us. Yes, follow us. Send us your listener questions. Um, let us know if you got some real juice going on. Or even a made-up juicy situation. Like, we love to role-play over here yes. at 2988 yes. inside and outside of the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, link up with us. We're here. Um, and we're going to sign off now. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And thank you so much for working with us and dealing with us as we adult. Bye. Have a great week. Bye.